welcome to Ben Davis Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. Joining me on this week's show is my wonderful wife, Carly. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm a little tired at the end of the semester, but making it through. How are you? I am doing awesome, all things considered. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, I've taken a bit of a break from the main show we do here due to a family emergency involving my, my father. Um, if you want to know more about that, I posted an episode titled Announcement in the podcast feed that goes more in depth on that situation. Uh, to all those who message me, uh, thank you so much. Honestly, it, it means the world to me. You guys are the best, and this show wouldn't be possible without your continued support. Uh, so thank you so much for understanding why I had to take a bit of a break from the main show. Um, with that being said, I'm excited to be back and can't wait to tackle our joyful theme for this month. Um, but before we get into that, Carly, have you seen anything recently that you would want to recommend? You know, I haven't really seen anything new lately. I'm trying to, I, I watched The Handmaid's Tale. Um, what do you think of that? Because there's a lot of like... A lot of people say that that's one of their favorite shows on TV right now. I haven't seen it. It's it's very good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a very good show. The plot is engaging. It's it's hard to turn off between episodes, but it's also incredibly dark, um, and and really very depressing in a lot of ways. So I found myself having to stop and take some breaks and watch The Good Place in between, so that I could get through the seasons without going into a very dark place mentally. Yeah, like I had seen some of the clips as I'm just walking through and passing through the house, and my mind just went, you know, I don't really want to watch a show about women constantly getting raped. No, it's just it's, not my bag. And you know, there there are moments of hope in it. There are there are places where it's really uplifting and kind of fight the power. It also it has this weird habit of playing music that seems totally inappropriate, and I get it. You know, it's it's set in a postmodern time so they're supposed to have, have been familiar with all of these does pop it have like a bunch of like and... post like a bunch of music and it's just slowed down versions of those songs i don't know that it they're even slowed down version it's just their rock songs that they play at the end of the episodes and you know you have these this dystopian society and then you've got a rock song playing at the end and it's, it's been this kind of slow heavy paced show um, with a lot of really emotionally impactful things, and then you get rock music. And it just sometimes is jarring at the end of the episode. Hmm. Well, I have something a bit more cheerful. Two things. Mm, yes. Sort of. Um, there's this little movie uh, available on Apple TV called On the Rocks. Uh, that's directed by Sofia Coppola and stars Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. It's, it's about a woman whose marriage seems to be stagnant and she begins to suspect her husband is, is having this affair and her estranged father then begins to to further push this idea idea and hijinks ensue and, and really what the movie is is really about it's it's about a father trying to reconcile his his own f failures and, and make up for them uh, i really really enjoyed this movie a, gr a great deal yeah, we watched that one together. I I didn't hate it, but I wasn't as big of a fan as you were. Um, I just, I found the plot kind of uneventful. And while the, the characters are good and the acting is good, 
it just didn't really hold my interest because I didn't feel like anything happened. Yeah, it's more of a character movie. Yeah. It, if you're more in it because you're more interested in the the uh, aspect of her marriage and how that's going, then I don't know if you're going to be thrilled about the the answer to everything. It seems very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is hinted at throughout it. I think it's her father poking at her insecurities because he just wants to hang out with her and prove to himself. Well, I don't want to get into the whole plot of the movie, but the the movie I, I thought was really really good. Um, but if you're if you're in the mood for something a little bit more festive, uh, something in the spirit of Christmas, I I would recommend the holiday. See, I only saw half of that, and then I had to leave, but I really have been wanting to finish it. Yeah, it, it's a movie with Emma Roberts and, and Luke Bracey, I think that's how you say his name. And it's about these two people that only use each other for dates during the holidays. I wonder how it ends. I mean, Such a mystery. One could imagine. Right. Look, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it is a very simple movie. You can tell the, the what's going to happen from the from the get-go you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie but that's kind of the point of these movies exactly everyone hated on the movie last year it came out um last christmas they're like oh my god it's so predictable it's like oh well no shit sherlock like it's a rom-com yeah you're going to be able to tell from the get-go what this movie's about and we're, if we're here for a reason we're here for this very reason you know it's it's a simple rom-com that packs a few laughs, and it did it for me. Same thing with Last Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, which is another good one. I think it's on HBO Max. I watched it with my mother. I liked Last Christmas. <laughs> it was, I, I found it very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I really like American Park, too. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Plus, wham! The music. Yep, I got nothing. <sighs> uncultured to I this. I am the uncultured one. It's fine. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's go ahead and let's get into our movie this week. Um, we're going to get to our theme, which is going to be tackling Christmas movies. Uh, like the song, to me, Christmas is like the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. I, I am a little Christmas elf. Uh, my family <laughs> even dubbed me, like I said, been the Christmas elf due to, to my antics when I was a kid making these like extensive lists. Like I used to print out. Um, what I wanted on Amazon and put it in a book and just hand it to my mom. Mm, used to. Yes. I feel like we just did this 15 minutes ago. It's different, though. Like, I just had a wish list. Back then, I didn't do that. I would just print it all out, staple it together like a book, hand it to my mom, and then she could just use the exact same list for my birthday. I would make mm-hmm. it, like, very long. Not because I wanted all the stuff, but to give my mom options. Give options, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Benza. Gift selecting antics. Yes. I would wake up like every morning at like 5 a.m. I would get up the entire family, mm-hmm. which would usually take about an hour mm-hmm. to get everybody up. He's asked me several times if he's getting the Dune figures for Christmas this year. Listen, if I can't. He's just going to have to wait and see what if, Santa brings. If I can't see the movie, the figures will do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait another year to see that movie. And it's so upsetting. But uh, I get it. But. Anyway, Christmas has, has always been the symbol for me of, of bringing the family together. And, of course, because of my faith, you know, it, it has always held a special place in my heart um, and is my favorite holiday. Uh, so, with that being said, Carly, what does the holiday season mean to you, specifically Christmas? Well, I mean, I've always been a bit of a Christmas elf, too. I mean, literally speaking, I used to work 
as a Christmas elf for Santa at the mall. Which is hilarious. And take pictures of the little kids. That was, I had that job for like four or five consecutive years. That's a good time. Um, If you want to see a very, like, vast range of emotions in children that's the job that you go to some of them are just <laughs> completely horrified and some of them are the happiest they've ever been in their lives and it's 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 a cool situation um yeah so we've we've always been very into christmas my dad does the most amazing christmas light display of anybody in the whole world so you know check that out if you're in northeast ohio <laughs> what, what does he call the christmas pig Crispy bacon. Crispy bacon, the, the Christmas pig. Yes. Um, the Christmas pig is on the roof, which is throwback to another very old movie, The Three Little Pigs Fairy Tale Theater, featuring Jeff Goldblum and Billy Crystal, among others. Um, <laughs> that is an obscure movie. It's not an obscure movie. It's, it's gold. <laughs> it is gold, but it's just never heard of it till I met uh, D'Angeli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that's always been just a big part of our holiday season. Um, getting together to do Christmas cookies. So my dad does the best lights display, but my mom does the best Christmas cookies, kind of bar none. Um, you know, we, we always used to decorate, cut out cookies together, and we would have family contests to see who could make the best cookie that, you know, played on the shape of the cookie cutter, but wasn't actually what it was supposed to be. So we got Santa heads that turned into whales and light bulbs. I feel like you can make a lot of interesting things with Oh, those. you can make a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a, a time for the family to get together and have a good time and do silly things like that. And, of course, eat lots of delicious things. Yeah. Christmas is just, it's wonderful. But, it is. You know, as I said before, Christmas means a lot to me because of, you know, it's a symbol of bringing family together, and I love the feeling of togetherness. But it can also be about bringing people together in general and to give love to those who are in most need of it. Mm. Um, I see where you're going with this segue. Yes, this makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, one film that perfectly embodies this is the 2000 film Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a movie directed by Ron Howard and stars Jim Carrey as the titular character and Taylor um, Momsen, who is now a rock star. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it makes sense. She's got the singing voice for it. It's wild to me because I listen to her band while I work out and it never dawned on me that that's the same person. That's Cindy Lou Who. That is Cindy Lou Who. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Um, But if you're not familiar with the... uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas, the plot synopsis. I don't even feel like you should read the I plot. If you're not familiar with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, hey, crawl so- out from under your rock, <laughs> out of your cave on Mount Crumpet, and go watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Or read the book. Or watch the other movie. Or the other other movie. Maybe not watch the other other movie. <laughs> um. Sorry, I interrupted. The plot synopsis, according to Google, reads as such. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, my word, manners tootness. (laughs) In this live-action adaptation of the beloved uh, children's tale by Dr. Seuss, the reclusive Green Grinch, played by Jim Carrey, decides to ruin Christmas for the cherry citizens of Whoville, reluctantly joined by his hapless dog, Max. The Grinch comes down from his mountaintop home and sneaks into town uh, sweeping every holiday related thing from the Who's. However, the bitty grump 
uh, Bitty Grump. The Bitter Grump finds a uh, hitch in his plans when he encounters the endearing Cindy Lou Who. Uh, so, Carly, when was the first time you saw this version of the Grinch? And how does it compare to how you feel about it now? I have no concept whatsoever of when the first time I saw this movie was. You don't remember it at all? No. Not even a Wait, What bit? year did it come out? It came out in 2000. Came out in like November of 2000. Okay, so I assume that I saw it when I was about eight and around Christmas time. And at that time it would have been with my family because we were all of an age when we watched movies together. Um, you know what I bet happened? If it's a movie that came out around Christmas and we were that age, I bet we went and saw it for my sister Heather's birthday. Because that's what we used to do. We used to go see movies on Heather's birthday, December 27th. You know, it's weird that back in the day, before, you know, movie theaters were almost out of business. Gone. The way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the holiday season was like the time where people go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas was a is like the biggest day for movies, which is crazy to me. Because as a family, we never went to the movie theater on Christmas no, Day. No, we never went on Christmas Day either, but we did often go two days later on Heather's birthday. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. We'll have to ask her one of these times when she's on the podcast. Yeah. But... Maybe so. Maybe it's so. Just, you know, it, it's an indoor activity. It's cold outside. We were in well, that makes Northeast sense, Ohio. Ohio is... Miserable weather. Yeah. We don't all have the skills to ice skate, so... <laughs> I need to go ice skating again. I haven't been in so long. But anyway, I, I don't know when the first time I saw it was, but if I had to guess, that's what I would put money on. Okay. Um, but it's kind of always just been a part of the holidays for, for as long as I can remember. You know, we we love Jim Carrey, and the the show really is a way, the show, the movie is really a way of kicking off the season. I think it, it doesn't feel like the holidays until you've watched this particular iteration of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love it. Um you know, the first time I saw The Grinch, it was on a I believe it was on a Saturday afternoon when it came out in theaters and I just remember going to the theater and it being packed out. You're talking about the I think this was the Regal in Wilson. This was like the sixth screen. It's now a church. Which is crazy. See, this is the degree to which he remembers the first time he saw movies. And I'm like, maybe I was under 10. <laughs> well, I just, with stuff like this, I have like an insane memory. Mm-hmm. I wish I was like this with everything else, but I, I'm unfortunately not. Mm. But um, I remember it being sold out. We getting, Us getting all the way to the, the ticket booth. My dad getting uh, tickets for the next showing. Us going home for about an hour or an hour and a half. And then getting to the theater. Um I remember there being a ridiculous amount of promotion around this movie, whether it was constantly seeing the TV spots or Jim Carrey's interviews for the, you know, the press junket for the movie, um, or hearing all my school friends talk about it. I just remember there being, you know, in general, a, a lot of hype. This was also what I think was the the apex of Jim Carrey. I know 1994 was the year that he really he came out swinging with like three big hits, where with The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber, which mm-hmm. is Dumb and Dumber is a top three favorite comedy for me. So, like he just really came out in stride. But this was really like 
him at his apex and you know his star he's literally on top of the mountain literally if you will (laughs) literally (laughs) um before you know of course he had a string of movies that didn't do so well critically or financially um and he's kind of still there uh, unless you you know bruce almighty bruce almighty is great yeah it it didn't do well critically but it's a it was a box office hit Mm -hmm. um of course eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is like a lot of people's favorite movie that that was you know came out i think in 2004 it's a great movie lemony snicket's a series of unfortunate events and you know i love you philip morris kind of those are like the exceptions and then of course this year you had sonic the hedgehog which you know surprised a lot of people people really really enjoyed it me included i thought I jim carrey was that one you would like it it's right up your alley yeah it, it is i did used to really like the sonic characters yeah, it's right up your alley. Jim Carrey was great in it. Um, Who's he play? He plays a Robotnik. Oh. Dr. Robotnik. <clears throat> of course, you know, I had uh, a fondness of this original movie, too. Uh, the animated classic. And it was one I watched several times growing up. So I was very much excited for the movie. Um, it's no shock that not only did I, I love this movie at the time, but it became a regular at the Davis household to watch around this time of year you know this christmas vacation Mm -hmm. white christmas see i had never seen white christmas until we started dating Mm -hmm. and this one's just for me but jingle all the way Mm, yeah all my siblings except my brother hated it so we never watched it i don't Mm -hmm. think i don't think my mom was a particular fan of it neither was my dad well my dad sort of was because he liked arnold schwarzenegger i mean it's cheesy he didn't do but it's so good. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're talking about it this month. Anyway. Um, Who did you get to talk about that with you? Uh, that's a surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Can't say yet. <laughs> but, I actually um, don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Oh, I don't like not being in the know. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. This is how I feel about the fact that he just told me not to look at our Amazon orders about my Christmas presents. Shh, can't look at it. Can't look at it. You'll spoil, all right, all right, you'll spoil fine, the surprise. Fine, fine, <laughs> Uh, you know, but go, going back to this movie, you know, it's crazy to me because I watch it now and I think I like it more. Oh yeah. You watch it. It gets better the older you get and the more you can appreciate. Well, because you can appreciate it more as an adult. You know, the holidays are, are difficult time for people and can bring, as the Grinch says, pesky memories mm-hmm. back to a lot of people. You know, this movie really tackles that. And in fact, I think a lot of critics hated it because of its undertone of the, the darker nature. Mm-hmm. Um, as it explains, you know, this is the reason the Grinch hates Christmas in this movie and why he acts out and acts the way he does. You know, he's really, he's an outcast and he's acting out because he's lonely. Mm-hmm. He feels alone. Um, and no one really seems to want to understand him or reach out to him. They just fear him. Right. Um, until we get to Cindy Lou Who, who is having some questions herself about the true meaning of Christmas and dealing with how, you know, people, the, the over-commercialization uh, of Christmas by itself and right. people losing sight of the, the real meaning. You know, it's through her actions that, you know, brings the true spirit of Christmas back to Whoville and and makes the Grinch see the true meaning of Christmas, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Well, and the Who's as well. Yeah. You know, this, this, the, you know, the the love doesn't really come from a store. It's, you know, it's not about receiving presents, you know. Maybe Christmas is a little bit more. Yes. You know, it's about (laughs) sending joy to those who need it most Mm -hmm. and being 
for there for people who need it. You know, at this time of year where families are close and a lot of people might not be close with their families, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have to bring those people in with love and shower them with love during this time of year. You know, not to mention Jim Carrey gives a ridiculous performance in this movie. Uh, Amazing. it, It rides that beautiful line of being really funny and snarky on the surface to try to hide the the true pain that sits in you know inside below the surface mm-hmm. uh you know not to mention i quote this movie a oh, constantly. lot and i don't realize it constantly. and then i turn it on and i'm like oh my god <laughs> said that today said that today said that today the the one of you know well, of course when i say we i mean you mm-hmm. <laughs> And Fleas Before Beauty, he says that to the dog all the time. Yes, Fleas Before Beauty, thank you. And then, of course, um, the wrestle with myself loathing. <laughs> I'm booked! <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's so many good little one-liners. <sighs> so many good one-liners, which is why it's ridiculous to me that the, the Rotten Tomato score on this movie is so insanely low. It. I feel like the Grinch would want it that way, though. It's 49%. 49% with a consensus being Jim Carrey shines as the Grinch. Unfortunately, it's not enough to save this movie. You'd be better off watching the TV cartoon, which I love the TV cartoon. But the TV cartoon is a very simplistic, simple version of what this movie tries to tackle. And, you know, a lot of people hate it when you pick something and you stretch it yeah. more so than it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, The Hobbit is a good example of that. Um, yeah. Where they pick one book, and you could maybe stretch it to two, but they did it in three. And I still like those movies a lot. But a lot of people aren't as fond of those movies. I'm not as fond of those movies. Yeah, this could have easily fallen into... Um, it just felt overstretched. And that's how the animated version that came out in 20... Was it 2018? It was pretty recent. Yeah, that's how that felt to me. It didn't feel overstretched to me. I thought it was cute. I didn't like it as much. But it, it has, you know, some slightly different plot points and all that jazz. Yeah. I just think it's cute. Yeah. But to me, this movie is... I, I like it because it appeals to children. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is a lot of adult humor in this movie, so it might... Oh my gosh, in hilarious <laughs> ways. <laughs> so, like, it might not, you know, be appropriate for every child... But it's still, it's Almost pretty harmless. Almost all of that would go right over their head, though. I missed a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just, I really, really like this movie. I, I would not give it a 49%. I would probably get this around the the 86, I was going to say mid to high 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Range. Yeah, it's just. It's finals week. This is how we're handing out grades. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. a lot. So the Rotten Tomatoes score is, it's as beloved as this movie is, you would think that Rotten Tomatoes score would be higher, which again goes to show what I always hammer down to people. History is the greatest, uh, um, what's the word I'm judge. Like? Yeah. History is the greatest judge of if movies are good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If we're still watching it, if it's still a Christmas classic all these years later. Yeah. If there are a bunch of Blade Runner, Shining, you know, I think Batman v Superman's becoming that. There's a bunch of movies that come out where people don't like them, mm-hmm. and then years pass, and it's, well, I've always been a fan of that movie. 
you know, you always have those takes. Tunis, did you like The Grinch before it was cool? Yes. (laughs) Which I was, you know, six when this movie came out. So, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, But moving on, um, let's get into some fun facts here. And there's quite a few. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins recorded all the narration for this movie in one day. I didn't, until this exact moment, know that that was Anthony Hopkins. That was Anthony Hopkins. That's amazing, and it makes everything so much better. It scared me as a kid because I saw Silence of the Lambs too young. I saw Silence of the Lambs too young, and I saw it for the first time last year, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, it scared me when I found out at first, but then I was like, oh, he's just an actor. It's not that big a deal. He's not a psychopath cannibal. Yeah. As far as we know. He is Sir Anthony Hopkins. He is Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. He is an amazing actor. And then hopefully I get to see The Father, which came out with him this year soon when he gets on a streaming service. Um, when the Grinch pulls his sheet off the table, and this is something I like I often thought of in the back of my head, because I watch so many movies, you often wonder, okay, what was improv and what was real? Mm-hmm. And this was always one of those things where I'm like, okay, this might have been improv. And when he pulls the sheet off the table, all the silverware was scripted to fall off with the sheet. But J- Jim Carrey pulled the sheet off so well that when nothing came off, he went back and ruined the table. <laughs> and that just makes sense to me. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, Jim Carrey's accent in The Grinch is based off a famous actor. Sean Connery. Yeah. Really? You guessed that on the first try. Yeah, I did. Because it sounds just like him when you think about it. <laughs> oh, God. And we unfortunately lost him this year. Yeah. Which freaking sucks. But, um, I mean, now that I know this, I can't unhear it. Right. <laughs> it's just, it makes sense. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Jim Carrey was not always the actor considered for this role. Oh, who else did they think about? Eddie Murphy. Solid. Tom Hanks. Weird. Jack Nicholson. No. And Tim Curry. I don't know who that is. Tim Curry. You can say his name. I still don't know who it is. Okay. Uh, he's Home Alone too. Okay. Do you know the guy that sits, he's the, the desk clerk at the uh, Grand Plaza Hotel? Or is, it's not the Grand Plaza Hotel. It's the, the Ding Dang Dong. Nope. You don't remember him? Sorry. Ugh. Well, he would have been great. He might have been a little too scary, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he played the original Pennywise in the TV, oh, the okay. TV series. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy, it depends on which version of Eddie Murphy we get. It does. Are we getting Pluto Nash Eddie Murphy, or are we getting Nutty Professor 48 Hours Beverly Hills Cop Eddie Murphy? Right. And if he's the latter then he would have been great. Yeah, that could go very well. Uh, Tom Hanks is weird to me. Yeah. Because He's too serious. It's the accent. It's his voice. Mm, yeah. Well, and he's he's too recognizable. He's had too many very serious roles. Well, he started out as a comedic actor. And he does big, and he is great when he's funny. So I could see him pulling it off. But that's a off. different kind of funny. Well, is it? Because he's snarky and... Um, Major, or not Major League, League of Their Own. He's snarky, but he's mean. Well, the Grinch is mean. No, but, like, he's, he's mean not in a, in a chuckle kind of way. He's mean in a, 
anybody ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on kind of way. Like, it's just <laughs> psychologically destroying. I could see the Grinch doing it. Well, that's think, the Grinch. But in a children's version of the Grinch, I think that's, that's a Jim little Carrey much. Jim Carrey pushes the boundaries. Jim Carrey that. does push the boundaries, but he's so zany that it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, big Tom Hanks, okay, there's a little bit of zany in there, but it's so heartwarming that it, it kind of grounds it, you know? Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Now, Jack Nicholson. No. Hard, I, hard I, pass. I think yes. Listen, we know what happens when you put Jack Nicholson at the top of a mountain in the middle of a snowy day. <laughs> let's, let's just not go there with the children's Christmas movie. Here's Johnny, or nope. here's Grinch. Here's Grinchy. Yeah, nope. here's Grinchy. How about no? Honestly, I, I could see Jack Nicholson. Hard pass. Pull, I could see him pulling it off. I can see him pulling off a different version of the of the Grinch. Well, yeah, it would in, be it would be his version of the movie. Grinch. No, it would be a completely different version of the Grinch. But that's fine because most of what Jim Carrey does in this movie is ad libbed. Right, is his Grinch. So all these actors would br- definitely bring a different flavor. Something different. Yes. Yes, but it was still. I, I think most of these actors could still pull it off. I just don't know if it would have been as good right. as Jim Carrey's version. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. Which I'm very committed to Jim Carrey's version. I am too. Ron Howard wasn't always going to be the one to direct this movie. Oh. Tim Burton was at one point tapped to direct this. Makes sense. It would have been very, very different. Yes. It would have been more dark. Well, and then Johnny Depp would have had to play the Grinch, right? <laughs> God, you were you stole the joke from <laughs> <I'm> me. Sorry. <laughs> Although I could see that. I'm on board with that. I don't know. I don't know. Look. Again, that's a totally different movie. Johnny Depp is a, is a great actor, you know. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I totally think so. I buy it. Uh, but his version, it would have been less colorful. You would have seen a lot more black blacks and mm-hmm. whites and less color. Mm-hmm. Which I think Whoville needs that pop, that yeah. color. It has to look like a little candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this movie is directed by Ron Howard. And the thing I love about Ron Howard is he doesn't... He has the ability to take his direction style and apply it to the source that he's directing very well. So that you don't always get a sense that it's distinctly Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. If it's a wholesome movie, then yeah. But, you know, he doesn't always do wholesome movies. So... I don't know. I, I feel like his direction style works very, very well for this. Mm-hmm. He's a great director. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, Taylor Momsen, who plays Cindy Lou Who, became one of the leading rock singers and songwriters of the 2010s, front, uh, fronting the band The Pretty Reckless. Hmm. And, yeah. Yep. She's awesome. Yep. She kills it. Um, now, we're going to get into something a little darker here. And that is kind of Jim Carrey's antics. I don't want to talk about this for too long because it does kind of ruin the movie for me. I don't mean to, but, you know, this, there's a, there's a great documentary on Netflix called Jim and Andy. And it kind of dives into his psyche a bit when he was making uh, Man on the Moon, which is an amazing movie. Uh, And he gave an incredible performance. But he went from doing Man on the Moon to this. And I think a lot of those issues that he was wrestling with during that time kind of bled over into this project. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't speak on that like I'm 
I know, but you can assume. Um, the actual time it took to apply Jim Carrey's Grinch makeup was around two hours and, and 15 minutes, uh, despite Clary's, Jim Carrey's claims that it sometimes took eight hours. Um, makeup artist um, uh, Kazu uh, Hiro? Wow, I butchered his name. <laughs> Terrible. Um, is very uh, vocal about his difficult experience working with Carrie. Um, and he's quoted as saying, uh, on set, Carrie was really mean to everybody, and at the beginning of production, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't finish. Uh, Hero said, after two weeks, we could only finish three days worth of shooting schedule because suddenly we would he would just disappear, and when he would come back, everything was just ripped apart. They couldn't shoot anything. Um, things eventually would escalate to the point to where Hero had to leave production for a few days until Ron Howard called him back, promising that Carrie would keep his temper in check. Hero returned production to continue applying Carrie's makeup, but cited it as the worst experience of his life and one of the reasons why he initially retired from film business. Not what you call a glowing endorsement. <clears throat> no. Uh, but, you know, there are several things, like apparently when he tested the makeup, like he kicked a hole in the wall and said he wasn't going to do the, the movie anymore. Ron Howard had to convince him back. He changed his tone. Um, the the makeup apparently was very painful for him to wear. I mean, it, it does look like it would be. It, and it does. And the contacts, the green contacts were painful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, he would scold this makeup artist every day almost every day yeah and it ruins it a little bit for me you know you never you never like to hear stories like this no especially when you know this is a beloved movie for you and the guy that's doing it's probably one of your favorite you know comedic actors and just actors in general he's amazing and in dramatic work as well mm-hmm. so it's just it's upsetting to hear but at the same time you know hopefully you know this hero and carry maybe somewhere down the line you know made amends or something maybe I don't know. maybe but we have no evidence to suggest that none whatsoever so <clears throat> but it's it's still upsetting to but, hear you know, everybody has bad bad days at work and... yes and again jim carrey was you know watched that uh jim and andy documentary he was clearly maybe you know rec- uh, wrestling with some stuff again i can't speak for him like i know i don't know so just an, a, a guess that I have. I'm not trying to make excuses, but, you know, we all have our demons. We all have our bad days. No one's perfect. But before we move on to our award section, we're going to take a quick break to let you hear an ad from our sponsor. And we are back. Thank you so much to our sponsor over here at Ben Davis Movie Podcast. It means a lot to us. But we're going to move on to our award section, and we're going to start off with favorite moments and scenes. I have a couple listed here. So we're gonna breeze. We're gonna try to breeze through them. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> uh, first thing I have down is introduction of the Grinch. This is great. Now explain what you mean by introduction of the Grinch. Okay, what I mean by this is, as soon as the door opens, the dog barks. The little, uh, the big face comes out, and it's him saying, "Well done, Max." Yes. You know. Okay. But much too tolerant. So like the first time we physically see Grinch. him. Yes. Okay. Yes. First time we, we initially see him. And you just get a sense of what Jim Carrey's bringing to this. Mm-hmm. His physicality, the accent, 
<clears throat> the little isms that he has. It's just, it's great. Yeah. See, because I, I don't care for the, the opening of the movie when the teenagers are sneaking up to go mess with no, the Grinch. No, That's not one of my favorites, but you're right. The first, like, physical entrance of the Grinch yes. is great. And then, of course, when he turns around and does that smile and his face just... That's his uh-huh. face that's doing amazing. that. Like, oh my god. And again, he's covered underneath all that makeup. That is mm-hmm. apparently incredibly painful for him to wear. So, <clears throat> it's just great to to see him being able to yeah, pull that. Yeah, that it has that impact. Yeah, it's great. Uh, of course, he goes down to Whoville, all that stuff. But then, the next scene I have listed is Cindy Lou Who meets the Grinch. Yes. This is great. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the first time I ever heard anyone use the phrase Gusundite. Gesundheit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, she turns around and did the, ah! <laughs> screaming back and forth. The, the, the Grinch. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny, you know, the uh, bleeding hearts of the world unite, mm-hmm. grabbing her by the leg, pulling her out. Yeah. Saves her. He shows that he's not all bad. No. And, like, you see him kind of pulling the the pranks or whatever. I don't I don't think he does anything terribly actually harmful. Well, he does the... the he gives the saw. The table saw. He does tell the children to, to run, run really saw. fast. Go, go the on, table. run really fast now. Yeah, yeah double okay, time. Let's move, move, that's move. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not scissors. You can tell how twisted I am because of how hard I laughed at that. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, of course, wrapping her with the, mm-hmm. thank you for saving me, Rongo. I'm properly packaged, my dear. Yeah. Max, grab a bow. <laughs> uh, this leads to Greech, or Greech, Grinch arrives home. Yeah. I love this. Because there's so, there's so many little things within this scene that are particularly great. I love when he just, he, he gets home, you see his lair. And it's like, I don't, I'll get to it later, but how did he engineer all this stuff? He's got a lot of spare time. Yeah, I guess so. And he's very, very strong. Very, well, yeah. The muscles. (laughs) The muscles. Yeah. Um, But my favorite part in this scene is when he plays... You know, you have no uh, voicemails. Odd, better check the outgoing. If you mm-hmm. utter so much as one syllable, I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. Gut you like a fish, If you yeah. like to flex me, press the star key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, him flipping himself up, going into the chair. Yep. Um, the system that we all dreamed that we had. Yes. <clears throat> and I him still having the conversation. up at you're an idiot every time. <laughs> yeah. Hello! Hello. Yeah. I asked you first. Well, that's really immature saying exactly what I say. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> but it's also sad because you realize how lonely his existence is. Yeah. And then him cracking open the glass bottle. Excellent mm-hmm. girl. You know, and yeah. eating it. Which... Am I just eating because I'm bored? And it's it's very sad. It is. You know, it's funny. But again, like Chubby Thor... It's funny only on the surface. If you dig deep and put the time and effort into it, it's not funny. It's yeah. sad and depressing. Well, it's, it's a very good depiction. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we get to Cindy Lou Who investigating the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot within this scene that happens. Of course, you 
have her meeting his parents, mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, two women. It's indicated that they are lesbians. Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't. Like, I never... I think that's so funny that it's, I, it it's not went, acknowledged as a queer representation. No, it went completely over my head. Well, because they, they don't make a fuss about no, it. No, they just do it. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And it's perfectly... Yeah. Now, they are also swingers, <laughs> as we find out in that scene, which is another thing that goes completely over your head. Um, Putting the keys in the, the, the yeah, jar. The key party that they're having at Christmas time. <laughs> it's a very different kind of Yuletide spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, of course, we get the backstory. Grinch, okay, so Baby Grinch was the cutest thing before Baby Yoda, I think. Baby Groot. No. Baby Groot is not as cute as... Strongly disagree. ...as Baby Grinch. Baby Grinch is adorable. The laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so cute. And, of course, we get to see him when he's in middle school and how he's bullied by all these other children and these people, these Whovilles try to put up like, oh, I try to take him under my wing. And it's like, no, you were making fun of him and making him feel like an outcast just because mm-hmm. he looked different. And then Martha May Huvier yes. was the only nice one to him. And he decides to, after she gives him a little bit of Christmas spirit, to, to put that aside and to, to get rid of the hate in his heart and try to, you know, make something nice. Mm-hmm. It makes something that's uniquely him, too. It's very cute. It's very cute. And he gives it to her, and it's very sweet. He has the bag over his head because he shaved his face because the kid was making fun of him for having a hairy face. And then they make fun of him. But the funniest part in that scene is the, put the take the bag off, put the book down, and your foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's... It is. I do... It bothers me that the teacher in that scene, like, joins in and laughing at him. I, I don't care for that. Um, and my question throughout all of this is his mother's named him the Grinch. Yeah. When in the book of Who, it talks about Grinchiness. So Grinchiness is a known adjective. So they named him Christmas hater, and then they're like, gee, I wonder why he hates Christmas. Like... <laughs> Well, he's always had like he he didn't like Santa. He ate well, the he Santa did plate. Like Santa. Well, he ate the he Santa. He ate plate. the Santa. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I like things that I eat. He ate the Santa plate. Um, and what else did he do? He was drawing a picture of a <laughs> missile Santa <laughs> being flying hit. out of the sleigh, and he's laughing joyous. You know, <laughs> just very joyful laughing about the fact that he's drawing a picture of a missile going through Santa's sleigh. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. <laughs> I just really like dark humor like that. But it's it's very sad. You see that he was just... They were making fun of him, and then he acts out, and they try to be the victims. Right. And it's very... Sadly, it's a common thing that happens. Yeah. And it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. And you understand why he is the way that he is. But that leads to, of course, Cindy Lou Who trying to convince the Who's to crown the Grinch to the Cheermeister. Yes. Because he's the one who deserves the love most. Who needs the love most. Yeah. Or, you, yeah. Deserves mm-hmm. and needs are two completely different things. Yes. Everyone deserves love. Yes. Everyone needs love. Yes. But some people need it more at Christmas time, like the Grinch. Like the Grinch. And I just really love her speech, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's... The thing I respect about Cindy Lou Who is she has done her research. She can quote the laws. Mm-hmm. She has it laid out. She's very methodical about it. 
Props to Cindy Lou. Calls out the the mayor, Mayor mm-hmm. Mayhew, for um, making up laws that don't yeah. exist. You what made page? That, yeah, you made that up. Oh. It, it's in there. It's in there somewhere. It's in there. I just found a meme to use while grading. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really like it. She takes charge, and that's that's a good thing for young girls to see too mm-hmm. because they take the character Cindy Lou Who who's just this cute character in the animated classic and they make her something else she's a go-getter she she's an investigative reporter at mm-hmm. one part she knows all the laws she's trying to get down to why well and the she's, is and the way she's that he is. empathetic you know yes. she, she genuinely wants to help and take steps to do that yes she's very nice that's a good moral for kids to learn mm-hmm. you know Although I don't know that going alone to strangers' houses and walking inside no. is necessarily a good moral for which kids to learn. brings up probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie, which is where she goes to see him, and she's just not budged by his <laughs> antics of him, you know, trying to scale, scare her, mm-hmm. and like, he's like, you called down the thunder, now get ready for the boom! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he gets exhausted trying to scare her till finally he just breaks down. Yeah. Because really, there, there's nothing that he, again, he's, it's not like he's a violent character. He doesn't do anything that's all that scary. You know, he doesn't abduct children or no. anything like that. So it's, people, they're, their frightened reaction of him is really just a reaction to the way that he looks and the fact that he's grumpy. And, and the and the way that he's presented. The right. rumors the, the and the legend. The narrative and, of the Grinch. And right. the narrative mm-hmm. is what they're scared of, not actually him. And and when, when Cindy gets past that, you know, he really is just kind of like a goofy middle-aged man that lives on the mountain. Which, again, children should not go wandering into the homes of random recluses is that the right plural but it is it's cute that she's just completely unfazed by who you can only see as jim carrey dancing around like a crazy person <laughs> yeah it's it's fantastic sorry i shouldn't i shouldn't use crazy person like that but what's what's funny to me is when he's like <laughs> he's leading her out or whatever yeah. <laughs> he's like you know Somehow you've convinced me. Who knows? This might change my whole this might, outlook. He's like, I don't know if it's that nonconformist streak that reminds me of reminds me of a younger, less hairy me. Mm-hmm. But somehow you've convinced me. Really? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> the thing. Which is again something. Uh, that's a line I quote. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> and I mean, even when even when she's going down the chute, which is presumably kind of scary. She's she laughing. Just is laughing and having fun and. Yeah. And, again, another funny scene, him wrestling with going. Yes. Yes. I love this scene. Because I that's just, that's me in Best Buy. So I relate to that. That's me before I leave the house yes. always. Yes. No. Yes. No. If I can't find something nice to wear, I'm just not going. Yeah. What if it's a cool prank? What if it's a cash bar? How dare How they? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's all of us before we try to leave our dwelling space. Especially... In quarantine 2020. Yes. Um, the Grinch being crowned the cheermeister. This makes me so sad. But it makes me happy because he gets, like, they're initially terrified of him. But then they, the more he's there, the more he opens up 
he becomes who and opens up granted in a grinchy fashion like beating the kids and moving well, about right. the way but he's like he's clearly he's, overstimulated he much is, of the time but he starts to open up more and accept it and then finally you know mayor mayhu comes in and messes that guy is the worst he is we hate him purposely triggers him to mm-hmm. get antsy and he, what he's saying to him is true in a way like they're what's all what's he saying to him shave no no the Grinch. Oh. What the Grinch says to them after is sort of true. Mm-hmm. In a way, you know, you're all about want, 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 want. Right. You know. Well, and that seems to have been his problem with Christmas all along. Yeah. Gifts, gifts, Which gifts, is the gifts, same gifts. as Cindy Lou Who's problem with Christmas. Yeah. Um, which is why I think they have a lot more in common, but the Grinch just never had the love and the home. And support. And support. I mean, he, he did, though. He had a home. He had parents who loved him. They called him the Grinch. They did call him the Grinch, which I have many questions about. Yeah. Um. But there's also the fact that Cindy Lou Who can choose to blend in if she wants to, and the Grinch can't. Yeah. He sticks out because he's green. Um. The Grinch conjuring up his plan. I love this because the, the music is great. I love his version of... Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, yeah. You have termites in your shrine. That's so gross. Have all that tender sweetness. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's it's so great. It's so great. And mm-hmm. then, of course, with the, I asked for three quarters, not five eighths. Stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Um, Grinch giving Max direction is yes. hilarious because it's a callback to... Ron Howard and his direction style and Ron Howard loved it so much he kept it in the movie because he thought it was hysterical mm-hmm. and it is really funny <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really funny um, and then of course you get the more the Grinch seeing his plan through and everything that that brings with that it's just really funny it's very qu- it's not it's not very long it's very quick but yeah. you see a lot of his aunt of course you see him go to Cindy Lou Who's house first mm-hmm you have the meeting between them, which I have some questions about. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you get the realization of what Christmas really means and the Grinch coming to his senses. And that, I kind of included those scenes as one. And it's where, finally, um, Lou, who... <laughs> which I also have questions about. ...comes to his senses and stands up for his daughter mm-hmm. and says, no, we still have Christmas. It doesn't come from a store. It's not about this. Yeah. It's about... I have my family. Having your family and being together this time. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, of course, I think Jim Carrey wonderfully acts that scene where he, you know, his heart grows to three sizes. Yeah. And I don't think it's really until he rescues Cindy Lou that he finds his true inner strength. Mm-hmm. When she's on top of the thing and then him, him lifting up the sleigh and it's him finally realizing his his motivation why he is the way that he is you know Mm -hmm. it was her that brought him out of it yeah and her that saved the town in many ways cindy lou who saves the day and saves the day yeah you know it's not the grinch it's cindy lou who who Mm -hmm. does it so she brings back the true meaning of christmas she does for everybody for everybody so out of all these scenes which one is your favorite Favorite means just a lot of things in this movie. 
I think him getting ready to go to the Hubilation is way high on my list. I just, I, I love the, <laughs> the fact that he can't find anything and then he kidnaps a yodeler. What happens to the yodeler? It's not a dress, it's a kilt! <laughs> Sicko! That's one of my favorites. Again, problematic in some ways. <laughs> Perfectly fine for whoever wants to wear dresses to wear dresses. Um, also, why does he need clothes? He's been naked for most of the movie. That's another question we mm-hmm. have for later. But just that, that whole setup of him just feeling so insecure, but but being comedic and being outgoing with it. Really like that. And also, you know, you got to tear up when he lifts the sleigh above his head and saves Cindy Lou. Oh, well, they're only presents, and then he sees her. And... Yeah. And it's like, they're just toys, right? And he mm-hmm. sees her, and it, it snaps him furthermore into realizing what Christmas is about and realizing it's about family, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite scene? I think I'm going to go with Cindy Lou Who investigating the Grinch. That is awesome, too. Yeah. I love that whole stretch of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of funniness. There's a lot of sad. It's a good mix of all the stuff. It is. And then, of course, the the there's a lot of adult jokes in that scene. But I think the funniest one is, Hey, honey, our baby's here. He looks just like your boss. <laughs> <laughs> It's that that's funny, but I just I really love this scene a lot. So Good choice. I think that's my favorite. Um, worst scenes and moments. This is a little moment, but I don't like it because mm-hmm. it's gross. Yep, it's gross. It's unnecessary. It's not really needed. You could have done something else to him. When Mayor Mayhu kisses the dog's butt. Yeah. Something about the di- the 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 dog's eyes just like. Yeah. Going out. Mm-hmm. That's just gross. Yeah. Because he's now traumatized the dog, in addition to yes the ass hat mare. <laughs> yeah, so it's problematic. I agree. That's I think that's my one big pick as well. Do you have? Because this movie breezes by so fast. There's not really a lot of moments in this movie where I'm like, ah, oh, that's not really good. That's not really good. That's not. You know, like yeah. There's really just that moment. No, I have a lot of questions, but there aren't a lot of things I really don't like. The other thing that I I genuinely don't like is our introduction to Martha Mayhuvier. <laughs> I like the gun. I do not. I like the gun. I'm uncomfortable with the fact that she's essentially straddling it while it's vibrating. And I I'm think you're, she's not straddling it because she doesn't have I, a seat. She's, well, I I know she's I know she but has like, her stance, but the positionality of it I think is a little bit too graphic in a way that kind of jars me out of the movie as is her blowing the steam away from from the cusp of it if you from the rim of it if I th- you will I think you're reading way too much into that I think that's very intentional imagery um I mean the blowing the 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 smoke out of the rim of the gun sure yeah and but I'm not, I'm not the- at all like a prude or I, I have no problem with allusions to sexuality or anything but I think that is just really shocking in that moment. And it kind of distracts me. I see the the smoking... The smoking gun, gun. as it were. Yes. yes. But I don't... I don't know about the straddling, because she's not straddling it. No, she's not straddling it, but she's like... Well, it's a gun. Bearing down on it. Because I understand. It's a gun. I understand. <laughs> it's got some blowback to it. There's too many possibilities on the <laughs> podcast, and we're just going to let that one go. <laughs> so I don't care for that, and I don't care for the scene where the the teens are going up the mountain. Yeah, because you know. that just it 
it's so sad that everybody just thinks of the Grinch that way and that well, they're, they're up there to scared. mess with him and, and they're scared of him and plus it's just awkward. So I'm not here for that either. Okay, so moving on from that, best performance. This is cl- this is easy. That's Jim obviously Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic in this role. He, I think, hell, I th- there's something about actors that are really good comedic actors. They translate well into drama. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. Yeah. Jim Carrey is just so he's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's just good. I think he's amazing. Yeah. Truman Show is one of my favorite movies. He's amazing a, a really in that. Cable Guy is another one that I think gets looked over a lot. He's great in that. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is another one. Man on the Moon. Like, he's just, he's great. Mm-hmm. You know, another actor like that, Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know, he translates well into drama. Punch Drunk Love, Rain Over Me. He just did Uncut Gems. That was my third favorite performance last year. You know, I just... I, I recognize why that's a good movie, but I've never been that stressed out in my life. <laughs> that's the point of the movie. No, I don't. I don't watch movies yeah, if to you, get stressed out. If you don't watch movies to get stressed out, that's definitely not the movie for you. Um, Robin Williams was very much like yes, that as well. Definitely, you know, a great actor. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you have to give a nod to uh, Cindy Lou Who, though. She for how young she is and the fact young. that she carries this. That's that's very well done. Yeah, and she's again. I love. I, Really, really enjoy her music. It's mm-hmm. great workout music. Um, but moving on to the Does This Make Sense Award. We could be at this all night. Yeah, there's a couple. So obviously you have to keep in mind like what the you know what what you're dealing the world you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's going to be some things that just don't make any sense because they just don't make any sense. Right. But there's like seven things that I have here. Okay. That we can go over. Um. The narrator says that they celebrate other holidays, like Easter and Whoville. Does that mean that there is a Who Jesus? I I maintain that it's just normal Jesus, and the Whos just happen to be aware of him. Well, I I, I guess, I guess because like Santa doesn't appear to be a Who. It you, takes you a... place in a snowflake. Right. So it's I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah. And we don't have a good sense of the chronology there. No, no. There's it's it's the what one thousandth hubilation or yeah. is it the hundredth hubilation? One thousandth hubilation. Yeah. So clearly there have been a thousand who years. We don't know what that looks like exactly. No. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd wonder what a who Jesus would look like. I'd, it's a very dark chapter of who history. If that's a <laughs> who's, who-story. <laughs> who-story. Um how does Max, a dog that probably weighs about 14 pounds... Oh, 30 pounds. Uh, I don't know about that. 25. It carries, like, a mountain of stuff up a literal mountain. He believes in himself. I don't... I, I find that hard to believe. I don't know. just... find it hard. I know yeah. it's, you know, in the book, it's in the cartoon, but I just find it hard to, to believe. Really, I agree. Really do. Really. I find it hard to believe, too. How did the Grinch make his home? Because, okay, we see that he's he's very inventive. Mm-hmm. He can come up with things. He's good at making things. Mm-hmm. Tearing, taking things that are essentially useless mm-hmm. or family heirlooms and making them into something. Right. And he is right by the garbage dump. Yes. So he kind of like a dumpster diver. Yeah. He can just make things out of stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess that makes 
since. But when he's, you know, when he climbs up Mount Crumpet first, there's a crap ton of rocks sitting in front. Mm-hmm. Does he just move them himself? Yeah, he's Those very boulders strong. and everything? He's very strong. Ah. The muscles. <laughs> the muscles. You gotta say it like her. Yeah. Um, how is the Grinch such a good engineer? She's just naturally gifted. I think he's just a genius, yeah. Just naturally gifted? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, if we see, even as an infant, he's able to take advantage of the wind to bump into the other bumper cells. <laughs> so, I think he's just gifted. That little who settlers. Um, also, okay, not to get too much into it. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. If this is not anything I'm qualified to talk about. But I would posit that the... The Grinch may be on the autism spectrum. Why? Because we hear him refer to things like getting overstimulated. He has limited social capabilities, but he's clearly brilliant in certain selective ways. Maybe. That's that's my theory. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Which adds another dimension to, like like many of these movies, the kids in school and the whole town being um, dismissive and judgmental and tormenting the differently abled people. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense within, his, within that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. For sure. That's it. Yeah. Now that you say that, like, that, I buy into that a lot more. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's he's thought of as, as not as loving or as disaffectionate, which is often a but label that gets unfairly attributed but it's not true. to people with ASD. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not true at all. Mm-hmm. Um. How does Cindy Lou Who, who didn't recognize, or, yeah, who didn't recognize the Grinch when he was saying, how, how does she, like, I how? Always how, that, how? that doesn't make like, any sense. That makes no sense to me. Like, how does she not recognize it's the Grinch? She's dealt with this man. She's been to his house. She's been up close and personal. She's seen his face before. Was she just zonked out or something when, like, she woke up? Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to attribute this to the number of, like, five- and six-year-olds who don't recognize their dad in a Santa costume. Maybe so. It's very weird. But I agree. Very weird. The Grinch eats glass. Also questions. He clearly can eat other things. I mean, he eats the Christmas pudding, and he carves the roast beast, and... He has the gizzard. He has the gizzard, right? Yes. Um, I don't... See, here's my thing. I don't, I don't understand why he eats the glass. Are they just trying to say that when he? I don't know. Cause I don't know. we see him eat the glass when he's a baby, mm-hmm. and then we don't see him eat it again until he's an adult and he's sitting there and it's like a bottle. Right. It's, you know, excellent year. Is it just trying to show that he's drinking because he's lonely, and they can't show him drinking in a Dr. Seuss thing, so they have him eating the bottle instead? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That that's all very weird. Yeah, but I never understood why he eats glass. How does he digest that? I have so many questions. I don't know. Yeah. Is the Grinch just naked all the time? I think the Grinch is just naked all the time. Which, again, makes it very weird that everybody's yeah. okay with the little girl going to the naked man's house. Because he's naked. Because he's naked. And it is very different because when he's standing on the mountainside with his hands on his hips, now it's just like an image. I just get like this image. It's of very like proud. A... I mean, if you lived alone, wouldn't you be naked? <laughs> no. Oh. Just kidding. Yeah. You're a social recluse. If I were a social recluse, like, yeah. It's getting a little bit too real in the quarantine era. I think we should probably just move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so MVP award. Oh, no, no, no. I have more Does This Make Sense. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Number one, this is probably my biggest problem in the movie. We see him climbing up the mountain as, what, a kindergartner, a first grader? Somewhere Probably kindergartner. Well, I'd say a little older. He has parents. Why do his parents not go after him? They named him Grinch. Again, also a question. But, like, and then he comes back down to see them. They don't care they're mean. And he... They're not mean. They clearly love him. They, you know, they talk about how special he was. Weird way of showing it. All this stuff. And that are you two still alive when he sees them next? Like, (laughs) what is the deal with the relationship between the Grinch and his moms? You two still living? Right. And he does the. (laughs) I mean, what the heck? I don't understand that. That's that's very weird to me. Yeah, I, Um, I, I don't know what that's about. But that line always made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you two still living? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's kind of sad because he's, he's so little and you know he has parents. So, whatever. Um, that one bothers me. And then, it's not a does this make sense, but I just, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I love that it's perfectly acceptable in this universe that has been created here for anything and everything to just be completely destroyed and repurposed for Christmas. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe his moms didn't like that he destroyed all of the family heirlooms. And that was what the falling out with the six-year-old was all about. Maybe so. But it, it, it doesn't seem that way. They talk about how he was in the Christmas spirit and was creative and all that jazz. And still, I feel like most parents would have questions about taking grandma's jewelry and turning it into a gift for another kindergarten child. The fires of love, honey. The fires of love. Right? <laughs> um, and then where Cindy Lou's mom takes the traffic light and puts it as part of the Christmas display, they play it as a joke, but I just, I think it's cool that everything, you know, is, is vulnerable to Christmas or everything uh, can be used for Christmas. Well, they're very much... It, it's with the theme of the movie, the problem. They're willing to self-destruct in order to have their happy Christmas. Yeah. And, okay, so my last thing. The Grinch takes everything, leaving only a crumb that's too small for a mouse. But he leaves all of the Christmas lights up outside. No, he left the tree. He left... Did he leave the tree? I thought he... Yeah, he left the he tree burned and then he down, burned the tree down he later. Burned, well, he burned down the tree... And then they replaced it because they're like, luckily we, we keep a, a spare. Right. Yeah. But then he left all of the outdoor lights. And it's like, it doesn't seem like the Grinch would have forgotten the thing that's most visible from his house. Yeah. Well, that's unexplainable. It is. But before I moved on to MVP award, I didn't even name a, does this make sense? Or like, who are we giving award that winner? to? Yeah. For me, I, I think it's the Grinch just being naked all the time, man. Like. It's weird. I think it's the Grinch's mom's not coming to look for him. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, maybe they were, I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't, you know. Because I don't have an answer for that. The Grinch being naked, you kind of explain that, yeah, that's a better answer. I didn't even think about that. His mom's just never coming to look for him, which is just adds an extra layer of sadness. It does. To, to And, it, like, if you think about it, that it could conceivably be the thing that drives the whole movie. <clears throat> yeah. Because he wouldn't be the Grinch if he had gone back home and... Well, he still would have been the Grinch because the kids were mean to him. Well, right. And they named him the Grinch. Yeah. So, does this make sense? What is wrong with... Grinch's moms. Grinch's moms. So, MVP award. 
Jim Carrey for me. Yep, I agree. He carries this movie. Mm-hmm. It's him. It's entirely him. Although also props to the makeup guy. Yes. Props to the makeup guy because he did an amazing job with the makeup. Rick Baker, I think, was in charge of all the makeup. Mm, nicely done. Yeah, and he did an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Um, but before we move on to the end of our show, why would you recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie because it just screams Christmas. It's fun. It's good for the whole family. It's cute. You don't have to pay a super lot of attention to it, but everything that you hear kind of puts a smile on your face. It's a very good transition into the season movie. Yeah, I I would recommend this movie because it's funny. It's good for the whole family. It's really entertaining. And it's message of, you know, what Christmas is all about. And it's about, you know, obviously for me and my faith, it's about the birth of Jesus Christ, but it's also about giving love to those who need it most mm-hmm. and making sure that people that, you know, this is usually a, you know, it can be a depressing time for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that they are getting the love that they need and making sure everyone, regardless of who or what they <laughs> are, get all the love in the world. Yes. Yeah. Everyone deserves love. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would recommend this movie. But that is it for this week's show. Carly, thank you so much for jumping on here with me. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely as always. Of course, of course. Um, We'll be back next week with Love Actually. I feel it in my fingers. No, you can't sing that. I feel it in my toes. No! (laughs) Yes, I I really like that movie a lot. I know it's kind of the popular thing to to hate on that movie now. I like that movie. I, I really like it. But until then, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment if you'd be so kind. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a rating. That would help us out a great deal. Um, <clears throat> you can also give me a follow over on Instagram at Ben Davis Movie Podcast, where I have uh, I post reviews from time to time of new releases. So be on the lookout for my little blurb on On the Rocks and The Holiday. I'll probably post those sometime this week. I know I've been slacking on getting reviews out for you guys promise i will get better but anyways till next time stay classy